Hello, my friend. We are back for another episode of Leading Women in Tech, and I have got a juicy one for you today. The five most important leisure attributes of 2022 that I believe we all need to be working on. I've been thinking a lot recently about what sets apart those who are flourishing right now and those who aren't. I saw a similar effect almost exactly two years ago at the beginning of COVID. Some flourishing, some not so much as the world changed the leadership split. The companies and individuals who grasped the situation as it was right at the beginning of the pandemic supported those around them and came out ahead ultimately. And those that didn't, indeed many of us, shrunk as individuals as well as companies just a little with the pandemic. And understandably so, there's no blame or shame involved there. But I'm seeing the same thing happening right now. We're approaching the end of the pandemic, moving into an era of endemic COVID or living with COVID as our politicians are fond of saying right now. Whether you agree with that approach or not, it is the way the world is moving and we must adapt and change. Some companies are sending people back to the offices. Indeed, for many, we've been returned to offices for the last six to 12 months anyway. People are getting back on planes. And for some, this has been wonderful, a return to something other than being in the house all day, homeschooling and feeling somewhat less than human, right? <laughs> But for many, that's not the case. One of the positives for many of us in the pandemic has been the work from home freedom. Provided we found the ability to manage our time and not just work all the time, pandemic burnout has been a real thing. And not least because of the work from home pressures. But for those of us who figured out how to navigate that, many have come to realise that the flexibility of a culture that allows working from home, not spending hours commuting, for that, there's a lot of benefit. So what does the future hold for us? What do we as leaders need to be focusing on to drive our organizations forwards? Well, that's what we're diving into today. But before we do, (laughs) I do want to let you know about an exciting opportunity coming your way. Next week, I am delivering a free masterclass. Actually, I'm going to be delivering it a couple of times. There's a couple of different times you could join in. Accelerating your leadership career in 10 steps. Yes, you had that right. We're going to be diving into 10 simple steps you can take to accelerate your leadership career because I want you to have a career in leadership that you love. I'm assuming listening to this podcast is because you care about leadership. So it is leadership careers, but it's about building the career piece of it rather than just job to job, wondering whether or not you're going to enjoy this one or the next one. I want you to take a holistic overview of your career and we're going to be digging into how to make that something really exciting for you in the least amount of time with the least amount of effort because you don't have to put a lot of time and effort in to love your career and to get to that senior level but it's about being strategic as we do it. This is an hour of your life that quite possibly could be the most impactful hour of 2022. I know that sounds crazy but it seriously might just be true. I'm just gonna say that out there. (laughs) If you've ever thought gosh am I going about my career in the right way or if you've wondered are you making the wrong decision in your career or maybe you're frustrated at having been overlooked for promotion yet again then this is definitely for you. It's also for you if you just aren't getting traction in your current role. Maybe you aren't being offered the opportunities to take on projects that you would like, or you don't seem to create the impact you're after, or you're wondering why you spend so much time managing and convincing your team, your peers and your bosses. If that sounds familiar, then this masterclass is definitely for you. So do yourself a favor and put your leisure career first for one hour next week. It's completely free. You just need to sign up to tonycollis.com forward slash masterclass. All right then, let's dive on in to the five things that I think that are essential to be an extraordinary leader in 2022. 
You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. This is based on my experience as a leader and CEO myself of a growing team, but also as a coach to many extraordinary women navigating the world today and navigating what the world's looking like, how it's changing and how it's growing. So here we go. Five things. Number one might not surprise you, but it is confidence. This is not often in the list of attributes that you might find listening for leadership. It's often just given as an expected, right? But here's the thing I'm seeing. Confidence right now is paramount. We are ending a new period of uncertainty. We were here before at the start of COVID, leaders who were confident had an incredibly important part to play them. And again, today, the world has experienced something extraordinary right now, good or bad, right? There is a cost of living crisis, definitely bad. The potential of a global war, definitely terrifying. And we're learning how to live with endemic COVID, which has its good and its bad sides. Many people are predicting a recession unlike any other. We're hoping for the best. Some people are planning for the worst. Now, that all sounds very doom and gloom. But if 2020 taught us anything, it is that we need as leaders to be believed in. And that starts with believing in ourselves, having confidence in ourselves. I'm seeing this play out already, in fact. The clients I have who are actively working on their assertiveness with their peers and managers are getting more done. They experience less opposition simply because they are more confident in how they present their ideas. Now, assertiveness can also come across, as you will probably know this, as aggressiveness. And there is a delicate balance. We do have this knife edge that we need to navigate as women. It is unfair, absolutely. And it isn't just being super assertive. One of the things I've seen play out is when our imposter syndrome plus the need to be assertive turns us into aggressive without us understanding it. So there is a delicate balance here. I want you to have genuine confidence in yourself and your abilities and your team and your direction of travel and your your convictions rather than I need to push this agenda because there has to be this underlying confidence. You've probably been in a room with somebody who has this. They don't feel the urge to brag or talk about how extraordinary they are. They are just quietly confident. When you ask them a question, they're very clear. They know exactly what they mean to say. They know exactly where their red lines are. They know exactly how to hold their red lines. They don't ever get pushed into an uncomfortable position. They are consistent because they're confident that they know the right answers. You can't change their minds easily. This is just so incredibly important to having a leader that you want to follow. A team at the end of the day relies on their leader's confidence to help them give them the direction travel. A leader in this way experiences less opposition simply because they are more confident how they present their ideas. This in turn snowballs to a more confident, motivated team, a team that delivers more, faster. And the best way to weather a storm, like the one that is potentially coming, is to be better than the rest. Your team and your company need you to believe in your choices, in your decisions, and in the vision you are presenting. And that starts with believing that you belong at the table, that you belong at the head of the team, that your ideas are valid. It starts with holding that line confidently, not like, oh my goodness me, they're going to call me out. It starts with confidently and calmly voicing your opinions, 
because you know that somebody needs to be pointing out that that's not a good idea, even if it's not your direct responsibility. Confidence plays out in myriad ways. I could talk about this one for an entire episode. Just today, for example, I was prepping a client for interview and she was telling me how she was avoiding answering the dreaded interview question about compensation expectations. Not an easy question in the current climate when, you know, how are you supposed to know what you're supposed to ask for, right? But here's what she hadn't realized. There's a subtlety when we avoid such a question. Unconsciously, she was giving the person interviewing her this feeling of, "Mm, I'm not sure I trust this person. Or, "Mm, I'm not sure that they have confidence. Now, if you'd asked the interviewer if that was how they felt, they probably wouldn't be able to articulate it. But what it was doing is just adding up to this little lack of confidence. The fact that she wasn't able to confidently say, I'm looking for a salary, a base range of X to Y, a total compensation package of A to B. The fact she wasn't able to say that says she doesn't believe she belongs here. They might not have thought that, but there is a level of that playing out in our minds. Whenever we have somebody in front of us, he's just kind of skirting around a question, not really prepared to answer a question head on with either I'm not sharing that with you. That's a confident answer. Might not be the best answer, but there are times when I'm not prepared to share that with you. I often say to my clients, there is no bad question. I'm an open book. If you do ask me something that I'm not prepared to share, I will just say to you, like, you know, that's beyond a boundary for me. I'm completely confident in what I am and aren't allowed to share. There are no gray areas. It is all just very firm, like what I am and aren't prepared to share. And that's what we're getting at here. It is that confidence of, I belong here. I know exactly how to handle myself in this situation. So this confidence piece really does play out in so many different ways. It's why I have an entire module on confidence inside the Lit Up Leadership Academy. It's it's just so incredibly important. And uh, actually, just again this week, I had a, a member of the academy reach out to me and say that they'd actually, this was not my intention, <laughs> but they'd actually burst into tears when they'd been working through one of the confidence trainings because she'd realized how much she was relying on external validation. And again, this is something I see a lot with leaders, especially new leaders, where we are relying on external validation to feel good about what we're doing. You know, that metaphorical gold star, the pat on the back is really, really dangerous for us as leaders. And Our peers and our bosses know that because a lot of time they've been through this and they don't want to hire somebody who is seeking people saying well done because you are not driven by what's right and the direction of travel that's good for the company. You're driven by this need to get somebody saying well done and you know what sometimes that's a really bad way forward. Sometimes you have to go through some crappy times in order to get the well done at the end. Sometimes you don't get a well done In fact, like one of the things I have seen is the further up you go in your career, the less you are going to get the pat on the back. In fact, I often just say to the clients of mine who are executives, at this point in your career, the only feedback you should be expecting is bad feedback. Silence is necessarily good feedback. Your boss is too busy to handhold you and make you feel good. You can no longer rely on external validation. So believe me, confidence really does underpin everything. It really, really does matter. So dig deep and make sure you're working on every aspect of confidence this year. Okay, number two, the second essential trait for 2022 is, drum roll, (laughs) self-awareness. Now, if you've listened to my podcast very much at all, you likely aren't surprised by this one either. Awareness, that's both self-awareness and out-of-focus awareness, is actually one of my three pillars of the Lit Up Leadership Framework. So maybe self-awareness is one piece of that goes without saying, but... I wanted to include it in this list because 
being able to confidently and accurately assess how you're meeting your day, your week, your quarter, your year is going without shame and without negative judgment or being able to recognise when imposter syndrome is raising its ugly head and take action rather than just giving into it and having that inner critic controlling yourself and not even being aware of that. Or my personal favourite, recognising when your mood has shifted in such a way that your interactions with others is being negatively impacted. This is so incredibly important for us as leaders. At the end of the day, as we enter into yet another period of uncertainty, yep, happening, I'm going to keep saying that, (laughs) people around us need certainty. They don't want the boss who's fiery one minute, your best friend the next for no apparent reason. They don't need the mom, and I know this one is unfair, but it's true, the mom who loses it because she hasn't slept in three nights. It happens. But you know what we need right now? We don't need that. None of us need that. It's just unfair and unpleasant. And by losing it, that comes in many forms, I know. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm not a mom who's lost sleep for three nights, but I have been the woman who's cried at work and just not been able to control it. I think many of us have had something that's happened. And as a leader... Rightly or wrongly, we can't afford to do that because it unsettles those who need our stability. Your team needs someone who has awareness to say to themselves, I'm not 100% today, I need to back out of this situation. Or that last meeting really got to me, I need five minutes to calm down so I don't take those emotions to my next meeting because otherwise that would be unfair on my team and they are going to suffer as a result. Everyone needs the boss who calmly steers us through the choppy waters without pivoting every 30 seconds because of new data. How you are behaving does impact those around you. Yes, you might be having an awful day. Self-awareness is about recognizing that's happening, not making it wrong because it happens. Recognizing it's happening and extracting yourself as much as possible from the people that are going to be negatively impacted by your bad day. It is much better to pause and get back to them tomorrow when you are calmer and in a better frame of mind than to walk in and, you know, as the phrase goes, apologies for language, swoop in and shit all over it and swoop out again. We've all had that boss. So much of that behavior comes from the lack of self-awareness. There are many ways this plays out, many, many ways the lack of self-awareness plays out, but this need for stability is key when we're navigating uncertainty In 2022, it looks like we are headed into an uncertain future. So start with your self-awareness. Be the stability that everybody needs in your organization. Okay, number three. This is a new addition that I would never have added two years ago. It is, however, again, one of the three leadership pillars because it is foundational and therefore quite often is just assumed. The reason it needs to enter, though, in the 2022 list is because we need this thing to navigate the world coming and as a new and different ways. What am I talking about? Well, number three is strategy. Not many of us are as strategic as we would like. Many of us are more tactical, myself included, by the way. I've had to learn strategy. It doesn't come to me naturally. Indeed, you can get a very long way with tactics and even make that look strategic. I did that for a very long time. I looked more strategic than I actually was because I was able to make my tactics look strategic. Now, great leaders who aren't great at strategy will often surround themselves with great strategists and use that, and by all means do that. The problem right now and why this is limiting is that in the coming months, it's going to be very tempting, I suspect, with what's coming, to pivot left, right, and center as things swiftly change. We get new data, new information. You've seen it, I'm sure, changing direction every single meeting, every single, almost feels like every hour of the day, let alone every day of the week or every week. Recently, I've had bosses who I felt like did a 180 
from one week to the other. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Just do you remember asking me for this last week? Because it appears like they didn't, right? We've all had that. And this happens more when people are experiencing this uncertainty, when you've got stakeholders and investors breathing down on you or a CEO saying, why is this not being done yet? And you're thinking, well, because it's not been our priority because it hasn't been because it's not on the roadmap. It is very tempting in this situation to just pivot, 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 pivot. It is so bad for morale. It's actually really bad for business because it's very expensive to pivot. What we need more than anything this year is leaders who can hold that longer term strategic vision. They have the confidence that we've already been talking about to steady the course and not just rely on our tactical instincts, which Tactics is great when things are fairly steady externally. When the external is very choppy, very unsteady, tactics are terrible to rely on because they give us the wrong information, because they only look over the next wave rather than looking at the rising tide. Those who are going to successfully navigate 2022 and beyond are going to need strategy more than ever as far as I'm concerned. So if you feel like your strategy skills are somewhat lacking, now is the time to brush up on them. Number four is inspiration. We've seen over the last few years, and in particular with the great resignation, that talent is very mobile right now. Unhappy team members leave. More to the point, unhappy talented talent leaves. Talented talent. I might have just had a few two words in that sentence. <laughs> and even great talent that is unhappy is, well, less than great. Over the years, I've worked with apparent low performers that I've coached into extraordinary talent. The problem, bad leadership and bad management from above every single time. I'm not kidding. Put that person in the right place and all too often they will astound you. After all, if you work in tech, you likely have worked hard to get a qualification at some point in your life. Everybody around you is in the same position. All too often, poor performance and low motivation is the fault of the company, leadership, the boss, some combination of those, not the individual. I know you may be thinking this person like really they're just terrible and there is issues around you know is this person good cultural fit and you know sometimes you have to get rid of people you need to put them on a pip or whatever it is I get that but so much can be done by actually addressing why somebody has low motivation and one of the things that happens when we go through choppy periods of time like what I think is coming is that motivation drops it drops even further if you are the boss who pivots left, right and centre, wears their emotions on their sleeve, doesn't know how to ditch their emotions between one meeting and the other, all that sort of stuff, and, and doesn't have the confidence to believe in their strategy, right? Everything we've already been talking about. In, that, in the face of that, motivation bottoms out. You will start seeing performance dropping out in all sorts of ways. Now, you're not going to have control over all of that. Hopefully you've worked on one, two, and three and you're in a good place. But what about your peers? What about the other people in your company? You can't do a lot about the other people in your company other than encourage them to get a coach. Hey, just saying. <laughs> so what can you do? Well, be the face of great leadership by being an inspiration. Some people, by the way, will be high performers even in the face of poor leadership. I just want to make this caveat. But those people are the superstars who will one day have your job. I'm not kidding. Somebody's going to have your job that you're managing right now. But the majority, the people who turn the levers that your company relies on, they're the cogs of the business. They get the majority of the work done, not because they're superstars, but because of the volume of them. That's largely down to you and how you motivate and inspire and how your peers motivate and inspire. If 
one person in your company is failing to motivate and inspire their team, you have a problem. But you can make up for that with your inspiration. Because again, when the world faces a crisis, we need people to show us the path forward, to share a vision that we can get behind, even if we're not 100% excited by it, right? We don't have to be super excited by somebody else's vision, but we do have to be inspired to take action. As a leader, that is your job. (laughs) More than strategy, more than hiring the right people, inspiration is paramount to talent actually delivering on their abilities. When I was running Women in High Performance Computing, something I did a few years ago now, my team was all volunteers. It was an entirely volunteer operation at that point. The hardest group of people to manage are volunteers. It's where I've realized my passion for leadership because I realized if you can manage volunteers, you can manage anybody. If you can convince volunteers to do work for you who are passionate potentially about something you're saying, but not necessarily the entire vision, they don't necessarily share your entire vision, they care about some common portion of it. In this case, it was getting more women into thriving positions in the high performance computing and supercomputing industry. They will get behind you, but they have limited time and limited resources. Their work has to come first and, you know, family comes up there too, right? It taught me an awful lot. It taught you how much you can achieve when you inspire, how much people will do for you if you can just show them something extraordinary is possible. It can get an awful lot done. So I want you to lean into your ability to inspire this year. Work on it. Check in with the people around you. Are you making them sparkle? Okay, number five, last but not least, lift up those around you. Be the kind of woman who lifts up other women. And I mean, I do want you to lift up everybody, but I'm going to focus here on lifting up other women. I want you to lift up other women without pointing out her problems. All too often, we're very good at critiquing, myself included. One could argue my entire job is critiquing and helping them to see the problem, right? That's what coaching is largely about. There is a place for us to help grow and develop others, mentoring, coaching, training, 100%. But the world needs women in leadership now more than ever. I said this two years ago, and quite frankly, we failed, We failed to lift up women at the beginning of the pandemic. Women are further behind than we were before the pandemic hit. And the world cannot afford to wait for women to lift up. We need women tackling some of the biggest challenges this world is facing. Whether it's war, whether it's climate change, whether it's famine caused by both the refugee crisis and climate change, whatever it is, the world desperately needs more women making decisions because we need to represent the entirety of the human race. I am so incredibly passionate about that right now. So it's time for us to be a coherent force. It's time to, uh, for us to acknowledge that, yes, maybe you are a little bit threatened because right now there is only one woman at the table. But rather than being threatened by the competition, I want you to embrace her. I want you to say publicly, positively, brightly and intelligently, You belong here alongside me. Because when women lift each other up, something extraordinary happens. We actually change the way businesses operate. There is a diversity dividend that happens when we have more diversity at the table. And that starts with 51% of the human race that's women. We all stand on the sacrifice of millions of women who came before us. The doors that are open to us are only open because of the generations that came before. Those women aren't there saying, oh, how dare you be that woman? They're saying, yay, go girl. I want us to now do that for the women who are right alongside us rather than just doing it for the next generation. Stop being scared of only having one woman at the top and thinking it's a fight. You might not be doing it consciously, but so many of us are doing it. 
lift women up. Here's a challenge for you. Push them ahead of you. Sure, there may be one woman who doesn't reciprocate, but they will be few and far between. So there you have it. The five attributes I fundamentally believe are essential for leaders in 2022. Number one, confidence. Number two, self-awareness. Number three, strategy. Number four, inspiration. And number five, lifting up others. As always, let's finish up with a leadership mindset moment. But before we do that, one final note. If you want to up-level and accelerate your leadership career this year, then make sure you check out my free leadership masterclass taking place next week. There are several time slots you can choose from. Head over to tonycollis.com forward slash masterclass to sign up and find out all the juicy details. All right, today's leadership mindset moment is a simple statement that I lived by for years and epitomizes how I think we should all lead. Be the change you want to see in the world. That's it. Be the change you want to see in the world. What does that mean? Be the person you want to have as a role model. Be the person you admire. Be the leader who does things the way you wish they were done. Invent the thing that you wish existed. Be the change you want to see in the world. On that note, until next time, remember to stay on your tech leadership game. Follow your dreams because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Women in Tech podcast.